everybody, we're back. We're Terror and Tacos. I'm Michael. I'm Christy. And we're here <laughs> to do our special Valentine's Day episode. Happy Valentine's Happy Day, Valentine's everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. We just thought it would be nice to do a Valentine's Day episode, you know, and, and, and review some Valentine's, Valentine's Day movies. Yeah. What, what is... Okay, so before we do that, we do talk about tacos on mm-hmm. this podcast. We had uh, Tacos La Ventana. Is this is this a you picked it which and it was great. Is this a spot you have been to or was this new for yeah, you? Yeah, uh, no, I, I've been to it a few times. Uh, Brandon Potter, uh, the Brandon Potter, the Brandon Potter, uh, took me to uh, Tacos La Ventana one time when we were on break from a play we were in. It was we were doing Inherit the Wind. Crazy. Excellent. <laughs> and we didn't have we didn't have big parts in this play. Sometimes. So, the- Sometimes yeah. that's the best way to go, Christy. Yeah, so we decided to have margaritas on break. <laughs> nice. And the rest of the evening at rehearsal went so well for me and Brandon. Excellent. Uh, yeah, we had two margaritas each. I know Equity only says one, but two. What do they know? Report me. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's all right. It's it's a little tacos la ventana, like what it says. It's a window mm-hmm. where you go get tacos. Ta- great. And it's attached to... The El El Phoenix restaurant that's in downtown Dallas, really, which is next to the Mezomaya. Okay, it's kind of like a little trifecta of Mexican food. But it's not connected to those. I don't think it larger is. I don't. I don't think it's either of those places. I think th- these three places are all independent. El Phoenix. Some people, most people say El Phoenix. I say El Phoenix, but is a Dallas institution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tex-Mex food. It's uh, it's fine. It's okay. It's not my favorite. Right. Sorry. Um, it's attached to the Mezomaya, which I absolutely love. Yeah. Mezomaya is actually really, yeah. really, really good. I like Mezomaya um, too. Mexican food. Mezomaya is like authentic Mexican not Tex-Mex. food, not Tex-Mex. And then behind those two places is a little establishment, is a little you walk up to a window and you order tacos. Great. <laughs> and they have, you know, everything that you could ever want and margaritas and their chips and quesos, really good. And today I, I just had a um, bistec. They didn't have fajita, but it, it was bistec really good. is like steak. Yeah. And it was just, you know, your regular, You ju- if, you, if, if you just want the regular street taco fare, and you you know you can go there. And it's you also good. might want a margarita as well. Yeah, they're they're it's good. It's good. It's it's not like oh my god, this is where all of my people hang out at lunchtime. Um, it's a lot of like downtown people crowd because yeah. it's right there. Uh, but it's it's good. Go to Tacos La Ventana downtown Dallas. Uh, yeah. So today we're. Can you tell us a little bit about Valentine's Day? Michael? I think I can. Yeah. Um, I did. I did some research, uh, and I think like all of our holidays, it has a weird sort of uh, amalgam, like just multiple histories. Um, <laughs> we have a kitty in the room. We have a cat who just does not want to leave. Um, so there's sort of like two kind of. There's the kind of Catholic legend of Saint Valentine. Uh-huh. Uh, supposed, I mean, again, like even this is uh, people are like, no, this is what happened historically. I'm like, but did it? Uh, did it? So the sort of one of the legends of Saint Valentine is that he he in Roman times was you know one of the early Christians. He was talking about Jesus a lot. People got pissed. Um, he was put in jailed by a judge or something. And the judge had a blind daughter. And the judge was like, hey, Valentine, if you can make my daughter see again, 
I'll listen to whatever you have to say. Wow. And so Valentine, future saint, uh, laid hands on, on the girl and um, she could see again. And the judge was like, okay, tell me about this Jesus dude. Right. And the judge ends up converting to Christianity, getting baptized, making all of his, all the people who work for him get baptized, and it's all great. Then Valentine moves on, and he comes into contact with Emperor Claudius, I guess. Okay. And at first they're cool, and then Valentine's like, Claudius, you gotta convert. And Claudius is like, how about instead I behead you, motherfucker? Oh my god! <laughs> and so... That's what you get. The, yeah. The legend is, before Valentine gets beheaded, he sends a letter to the girl that he helped see again. In the shape of a heart? Uh, not necessarily in the shape of a heart, but he signs it, Your Valentine. Oh. And that is where we get our Valentine's oh, Day cards. Oh, be my Valentine. Yes. And now... He is the patron saint of courtly love, which mm -hmm. is hilarious to me. Uh, then there are other historians who are like, yeah, great. But really, Valentine's Day is a sort of, as the Catholic Church would often do, they took the Roman holiday right. of uh, Lupercalia, which is celebrated in ancient Rome, was celebrated on February 15th. Right. To honor Romulus and Remus and the wolf mother that fed them. I like that yeah. better. And so they would crack open these wild figs that apparently their sap looks like milk. Uh -huh. And this was to honor the milk that the wolf mother gave Romulus and Remus and kept them alive. I like this yeah. better. This I is... want a holiday that honors me as a wolf mother. Yeah, hell yeah. And yeah. then apparently they would sacrifice <gasps> a sheep... Or a dog, don't, sorry Aspen, uh, but they would sacrifice, you know, a sheep and um, then the priests would get naked and lay the burnt flesh upon them and run around. And I was like, this sounds like a party. Yeah, that uh, sounds like the kind of party I want to go to. And so somehow the conflation of that, and then even some historians say, but even Roman Lupercalia was the Romans taking a pagan celebration, a pre-Roman pagan celebration, uh -huh. and being like, great, we respect you, we're still going to celebrate this, but we're going to make it ours. So it goes from, like, God. pagan to Roman to Catholic. Isn't it weird to think, though, that there was even, like, a pre-Roman? Yeah, yes. God, that's like, the world is old, man. So old. And that even, and the Romans, I think we've probably brought it up before, the Romans were pretty effective in taking pagan holidays and other holidays and making groups of people feel like somehow their religion was still included. Right. Um, and right. so somehow that gets us to... The Spaniards were really good at that, too. Yeah. And uh -huh. it's a way to kind of keep the people you conquer on your side. Exactly. Um, and somehow that gets us to Candy Heart saying, be mine. I, right. It's such to, a weird to fucking... To making little Valentine's Day boxes yeah. in elementary school. In elementary school. Right, and then feeling bad when because you don't get someone else's Valentine's Day box has like 45 and you have two. You have two, yeah. Right. And one is from yourself. Boys uh, were scared of me, Michael. Boys I, were scared of me. I believe it. Yeah. They were intimidated. They were intimidated. Um... So, we did a couple of... Do you think, uh, before we even get into the movies, mm -hmm. do you think Valentine's Day sets itself up for horror movies, or do you think some in, someone in marketing was like, hey, now, we've already got horror movies for these other holidays. Mm -hmm. We should also do one for well, Valentine's Day. Well, I think it's Day. both. Okay. I do think it's both. I think it's... Uh, I, I, me, personally, and I just said this to you, 
I think that horror movies are perfect date movies. I agree. They're perfect date movies because it makes people sit closer together. Mm-hmm. Uh, get a little excited. Get a little excited and yeah. turn off the lights and kind of have to like be with each other for protection. Yeah. I, I think horror movies are super romantic like, date movies. I think it's perfect. And, and it, I think a, a really smart marketing person was like, we got to capitalize. We got to capitalize on it. And in February, That's American. in most places, it's cold, which I think even mm-hmm. adds to sort of that kind of, we got to be close and fight the terror or right, whatever. Right, right. Which brings us to My Bloody Valentine. My Bloody Valentine. The original. The original My Bloody Valentine, 1981. Okay, so like so many slashers came out in 81. Yeah. I was noticing this. Because, you know, after I watched My Bloody Valentine, I went into the little customers always mm-hmm. also watched. And I had been thinking about it the other night, but I went in there and there's so many slashers and The Prowler came up. In, in 80... And, and it was in, also in 81. 81. And The Prowler is also a teen slasher. And I'm like, wow, 81 was like so kind of like prolific right. for... And was The Burning was... 81 or 82. 81 or 82. Or, what, is, like, what is it about? Do you think it's because of Friday the 13th coming out in 1980? Do you think people saw... I know it's hard to even... I, we brought it up in our special Friday the 13th episode, which was a long time ago, but like the amount of money that movie made versus what it cost mm-hmm. is insane. Even at the time. Now it's ridiculous. Yeah. I think think there's something to it. I think that that was also, I mean, I also think that, I mean, in the late 70s there it was happening a little bit and it was Canada actually that was making movies like Meatballs Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But I think, you know, (laughs) thank you Canada. Um, But you know, like, it wasn't until we got, like, why are you laughing? I have not thought about the movie Meatballs in a really long time. It's terrible. I saw it recently and I'm like, that's But it's one of those classic camp movies, right? It's one of those classic camp movies. And I feel like the 80s, the early 80s, that's when somebody got smart and said, oh, the people coming to, to movies are young people. Yes. Like, young people are coming to the movies more now. Mm-hmm. Older people are staying home to watch HBO. Or, yeah. or, or what have you. And and what kind of movies do young people want to see? They want, like, the scary movies. Yeah. And so suddenly there was, like, give me a slasher. Yeah. Like, we need a Halloween-type movie. movie. Or something yeah. like that. And I think also you have, you have kids, like... I, I mean, I don't know. I was so little in 81. I was, you know, five or six. But uh, I think finally you have, you don't, you don't all have to go work 40 hours a week when you right. turn 12 or whatever. Exactly. Like, you didn't have to go like plow the back 40. Right. So you have, you might have a little spending money because mm-hmm. you have a job, but it's like not. And a re- there's malls. There's malls. Absolutely. And the malls have a theater in them. Uh-huh. So you come know? spend your money in the come theater and then the come mall, spend your money like, at the go, mall. Close yeah. the mall, go to Spencer's and buy a mm-hmm. dirty book or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or a real um, funny t-shirt. Or a real funny t-shirt. <laughs> Yeah, I think we just solved the problem of why there's so many slasher movies, movies coming out in that time. The early and they are cheap, <laughs> relatively speaking, cheap, cheap to, make, to make. They're you know? super cheap to make. I have... So, okay. <laughs> I have so many questions about my bloody, my bloody Valentine. Valentine. And I also feel like we've said it all already. Like, there's, <laughs> there's nothing to talk about. And there's so much to talk about. So, who do you... Like, the, my first question was, like, who thought... Who thought of putting Crazy Minor yeah. with Valentine's Day? I don't... 
I don't. So, for those of you who don't haven't seen either 1981's My Bloody Valentine or 2009 the remake, and I can talk briefly about the remake. It does some things different, but the central sort of figure yeah. is the same. It is. It is a town in the original Canadian town. Of course, the remake is American, but. Uh, mm-hmm. That everyone kind of, it seems like everyone, every male in the city basically works, works in, the, in mine. the mine. It works. If you're not a doctor or a cop, you work in you the work mine. You work in the mine. And the, the image of the killer is sort of this full-on miner. Miner with like a miner's mask. mask. And I'll tell you, it's a, the opening scene of the movie is a very suggestive scene. What the I have no idea, but I was like, that is very suggestive. Yeah, there is a weird sex scene with the miner. And a girl in a bikini. And a girl in a bikini, and she's stroking the... Because, like, the miner mask has... It's like an old-school miner mask. For oxygen, right? Right, so it's got, like, you know, the goggles, but it's a whole mask, so there's, like, a... A corrugated like tube, tube uh-huh. that I don't know goes to something that helps you breathe. Yeah. Although I don't know, and I don't know a lot about mining. Yeah, I don't know a lot about I'm mining. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> she and she's like suggestively stroking the tube whilst in the mine wearing a, bi- a bikini or a, some kind or a, of teddy. Yeah, and she has a heart, a heart tattoo. tattoo. And then he fucking kills her. And then he kills her. He impales her on a thing. But I don't know. But the, I don't know how that. What it doesn't connect it doesn't to the movie connect at all. To anything at all. So it takes place <laughs> in this little Canadian town where everybody's a minor. We uh-huh. said men, only men. Only the men. There's a rule. There's a rule. That's no right. Women, no women in the mine. You know, you ladies. You're not allowed. You're not allowed. And this town apparently has an abundance of hot young women. Yeah. Like. All of All the of young women are, are hot. super hot. They're super hot. And, and I guess yet, it, apparently once you reach a certain threshold, you look like Mabel <laughs> from the laundry room. Because, right. like, there's a certain age and where, like, you're and no then longer you're, and then hot. You're, it's just, just from one day to the next, you're no longer hot. I might be horrible. I'm, I'm, well, I know I'm a horrible person. You're horrible. Person, but I was watching it last night, and I was like... All of these hot ladies just stayed in this tiny town. None of them was like, you know what? I'm going to go be a model somewhere. Yeah, or... like the, the blonde one. I watched it with my daughter, Isa. And Isa was like, she's impossibly hot to live in that town. Like, you got to get out like, of that you town get if out you're of that, that town, hot. I, and, and, you know, there's one, one of the characters. We've gone off already. There's one of the characters, one of the men, who is like a larger gentleman. No, no shame. No. I'm not body bold shaming walrus anyone. Mustache. He has a bold walrus mustache and wears like Coke bottle glasses, and he's apparently the cool guy of the group. Or I don't know. He has a really hot girlfriend. He has a super hot girlfriend, and I was just making, you know, I made an observation and I said, "How does that guy get, get the that hottest girl? girl? She, he, she's the hottest girl." Right. And my daughter was like. Don't body shame. Maybe blah blah. Why, why can't he? Why can't he have a hot girlfriend just because he's like a big fat guy or whatever? And I said, you know what the difference is? The difference is that there are no fat girls with with some with some hot guy, right? Like right. All of these guys. I'm sorry. All of the guys in the movie, like they're weird looking. They're minor dudes. They're minor, weird, like Canadian guys yeah. or whatever. One has the last name of Affleck, but is not related. It's I not checked related, it out. Right. Uh, but they're. And they all have hot girlfriends. The TJ, the main guy, uh-huh. like the real broody one, He's that's kind of broody. like a, a off-brand Rufus Sewell. <laughs> Right. That's, I wrote that down. Yeah, he's like the. Off I just friend. put K 
Canadian Rufus Sewell? He's <laughs> actually Irish. Oh, shit. I did yeah, not. That's... Yeah, and if you really, like, listen, and you never know, because Canadian accents are weird, man. Sorry, like, Canada. Sorry. But they had, like, accents. But yeah. I was really listening to this guy, and I was like, look this guy up. Where is he from? <laughs> and, and he's, turn, he's from Ireland. He's from, okay. I, he's got to be. I mean... That makes sense. It was he was just He talks like this the whole time. Yeah, he anyway. talks like and he's real broody. Um, and at one point I thought he was gay. I, that sounds ter- we're being so terrible today. Um, but it was like there's this one point where the other guy that's is kind what of I, like he's kind of like messing with his girlfriend and he comes over and he pushes him and he goes, That's it. Yeah, and I and I, I, and I was a, like there's a lot there's a lot and of he wears a neckerchief. He nears a he nears he wears a neckerchief, which is a bold choice. There's a lot of rough housing <laughs> in this film. Oh yes. Just a lot of naked dudes so showering gonna, I was and rough housing. This was my question for you. <laughs> Do, do, when dudes shower together, Michael, do those kind of uh, things? Have you? Does that really happen I, when, when dudes shower together I've in never, a mine? No, I, I, I'm never having showered in a mine. But like back in the olden times when I played basketball before I realized I was five foot six and couldn't jump, um, <laughs> and you would do that, like there was. No, familiar. No. Like you didn't, you know, playfully throw the soap at each other. No, it's so weird. Maybe, hey, Canada. Maybe they're more open. Maybe they're they're more, not as. They're not they as, are friendlier Americans. Yeah, they're not as square. Yeah, um, they are more accepting. So okay, so everybody works in mine. There is, we don't. We kind of get thrown after the weird prologue that has very little to do with yeah. anything. We just kind of get thrown into the story, right? And. We learn kind of that there twenty years twenty ago, years ago nineteen sixty one there was an accident in the mine because right. a party was happening right well because okay the name of this town is Valentine right like that's the name of the town sure so they've decided to cut and there uh, clearly there's nothing mm-hmm. else to do in the town um, so they've decided that their big thing is that they have a Valentine's Day dance. Every year. Every year. And so apparently they decorate every surface in the town yes. because they decorate the laundromat. And I'm like, why is the laundromat right. decorated? For so anyway, it's just like whatever. their weird thing. It's their weird thing. And so 20 years ago in 61, people were like, oh, we got to get to the Valentine's Day dance, right? Mm-hmm. And the two guys, the two minor manager guys, did not make sure there were five managers five miners still down in the mines right it was the end of the day everyone was going to the dance they were coming up in the elevator but the two guys that were in charge of getting everybody out safely did not stick around because they, they wanted to go to that party they needed to get to the party the dance or the dance yeah. so, so they pressed the button and left mm-hmm. not realizing that the methane levels in the mine were super high, and so there was an explosion. Right. And one of the shafts collapsed, and there were five miners stuck for a week. Right. In this thing, and when they finally found them, only one of them was alive. Yes. And he was eating the other one. He ones. was. That's how he was surviving. Right. And he went nuts. Yes. And they sent him. Then they sent him to. Or maybe it happened in 58 or something. They, he they went to, him a to a mental hospital. A mental hospital. And then he gets, he gets out, out and kills a bunch of people. Comes back and kills and a bunch And says, I love this, if you ever have another Valentine's dance, I will kill you all, basically. Right. So there hasn't been a Valentine's in 20 years. In 20 years. But this time they've decided. You know what? You know what? It's been enough time. Fuck it. We're Fuck doing it. it. <laughs> We're doing the Valentine's Day dance and everybody's excited. 
but the mayor is it the mayor or the sheriff the, sh- the sheriff, sheriff is the first one yeah so they're all at the town hall decorating uh-huh. and it's like it's after the mining oh okay the other thing i want to ask is like what's with the banjo music dude like, because I, I noticed that they, they do the same thing in the burning i am you know with the yeah. burning when they're like in the canoes and they're all like we're it's canoeing. super wacky it may right I, so the miners for, <laughs> like there's so much in this movie that i'm like what so my first question is, why are you hiring teenagers to work in the mines? Yeah, and I, yes. Second, like maybe why, that's a thing. Why I don't are know. you playing crazy banjo, banjo music? music? Like for like a montage. Yeah, they're all like, we gotta get to the Valentine's Day dance. <laughs> <band. laughs> <laughs> and they all get in their trucks <laughs> and they hurry to the town hall. Why? For all the hot chicks. Why are you just carrying around a TV dinner like that's normal? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, why are you? Did, are, do you, like they were cooking TV dinners on the on the block on, yeah, on the engine some, block? I don't know. It's so weird. It leads me to believe that Canada has its own thing going on that maybe we're not privy to, Christy. Maybe they don't know. They don't, you mean they don't just copy everything we, we do? do. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so the sheriff of the town gets a beautiful heart, candy heart yeah. package. Classic right? kind of Valentine Classic, gift, and he's right? he's like, oh, did you send this to me, Mabel, or whatever. And Mabel's the old lady that runs the laundromat. And she's like, no. <laughs> but clearly she's got something for the sheriff. Yes. And so he goes away. He opens... And it's a human heart. Human heart. And boom. And boom. We're back. We're back. I do have to say that as crazy as, as the movie is and is like all these questions, the kills are really good. The kills are good. The image, I, I mean, and they, they even in the 2009 version, they update the minor image, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but it's really close because that is it is a creepy it's a creepy image yeah um a really the dude image. in the full suit with the like it, mm-hmm. that and is and the pickaxe and the pickaxe like that's it's pretty great that's great yeah um the kills are some kills are good it's funny though and i i had written this down um it it has this premise of valentine's <laughs> day right mm-hmm. and the valentine's day party and or dance don't you ever dance um, but it essentially, they end up, they're like, well, we can't have the dance if the killer is back. Right. Um, and they're like, we'll have a party. I'm like, I feel like that's right. the same thing. I feel like that's the same thing. And so they end up having the party at the mine. At the mine. Come on, y'all. Because like the town fathers have said, we're not having take down all, all the, the decorations. decorations. Take everything down. He's back. Right. Because the sheriff doesn't get killed yet, but poor Mabel, the laundromat Ooh. owner, Dude, that's a brutal Dude, kill. That was a brutal kill. And I did some research, and they ended up censoring a lot. They ended up cutting out a lot. So we didn't even see... Oh, before it was and, released. Yeah, before it was because released. Because it was too much? Yeah, like a lot of stuff would have made it like an X rating. Wow. Yeah, it and was, it's, it was it's, brutal. It is an R rating. And a, right. a especially... If, I mean, again, this is long before PG-13, but a well-earned R. It is a well-earned R. Um, and it's like, you get to see Mabel because Mabel gets killed, but not only does she get killed, she gets stuck in a dryer. Dude, and it's just, fucked up. And it's fucked up. And in the in the uncut version, you see Mabel for a lot longer after the that, after that happens. Whoever, the, the, the makeup for that scene was really it fantastic. It was really good. Um, yeah, for the time and all that stuff. And so, but they end up having this party at the in, mine because the there's like a rec room, whatever. Well, and here's my thing is that if the sheriff hadn't been a pussy, right? Good call. If the sheriff had just said, 
Mabel's dead, and she was brutally murdered because right. she got this crazy Valentine. He, so no parties. Yeah. Right. He covers it up. He covers it up. Instead, yep. he's like, "She died of a heart attack. Nobody tell anybody anything." Yeah. And so the stupid kids, those wacky those kids, wacky kids, they're like, "I know where we can have a party. Let's go to the because mine." Because Broody McBruderson, um, <laughs> <laughs> right? His dad owns, owns the, the mine. mine. Right. And we find out. He's gone. He he. Off brand Rufus Sewell. Off brand Rufus Sewell. He's the Hydrox of Rufus Sewells. <laughs> um, he's he's um, he's gone away and come back, right? Like he's. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, he went off to California. Right. To brood he was, there. He was gonna make it. And he did. They don't really tell you what he's trying to make it, make it at. And he's like, but I learned a lot. I learned a lot. And he's come back. He was. With this girl, Sarah. The blonde one. The blonde the one. Extremely Good Lord. Hot yeah. One. Um, but she is now with Axel. Axel. Um, and but clearly there's this love triangle, right? Right. right. And so we're sort of set up like it's I all- was like, I feel like if, you know, the Hydrox of, of Rufus Sewells had taken Sarah with him. It would have been fine. Sarah would have made it. Yeah, like Sarah would have been on Charlie's Angels. Someone would have seen her at the coffee shop and given her a movie. Yes. Like, yeah. Do you want a three picture deal? Do you want a three picture done. deal? Do you want your own television the show? show? It's done. done. But he went off by himself. So we have anyway. this like we have this uh, love triangle between Axel and <laughs> not Rufus Sewell and beautiful Sarah, and you feel like okay, this is all going to come to a head at this party. But what's funny is for all the Valentine's uh-huh. imagery and all of that. It kind of becomes a camp, like a summer camp slasher movie, but instead of summer camp, we're just at this mine mine. that has a summer camp vibe, right? Yeah, and it's like... People go off into the... Poor decisions are made. Yeah. You said you said in one of some episode of the past that it's like a lot of these movies are like it's like people dealing with poor decisions because they're desperate mm-hmm. or you said something like that. Yeah, <laughs> desperation yeah. leads to poor decisions. They're desperate to have this party, uh-huh. I suppose. And like the worst decision made, the worst decision made in the whole movie is let's, let's ta- have it at the mine. Let's have it at the mine. And not only that, Let's go down into the mines. Yes. Let's take the girls right. on an elevator ride down to the mines. Down to the mines, which well, I would not have done. No fucking way. Like, <laughs> like, no way. Like you're not wearing safety gear. No. It's a mine. It's a mine. The only time we hear about mines is when there's they're a trap. When people are trapped. <laughs> I shouldn't and laugh. And people it's get terrifying. black lung. Yeah. Like that's the only time we it's hear. It's a bad about thing. Uh, oh, and the, the couple that goes off into like an abandoned one of like the little mine shafts to have sex. To have sex. I'm like, that's really classy. Also, can I ask a question? Yes. We've gone are off. they high school age or are they college? They they don't seem like they're still in school, no, right? But they behave like they're still right. in school. That's the thing. This is what drives me crazy because in high school, if it's a high school horror movie, I get. Like, believe me, I understand the we Bad have decisions. to have sex wherever we can, I whenever underst- we can. I, I, yeah, All I get of it. 11th grade is like basically it's, trying it's to figure like, out how you Where can, are we going to yes. have sex? Whose parents aren't home? Right. What weird field can we go? Exactly. I get, I get it. But if you are college, I, they're not in college, but if you are in your 20s, 
I feel like it should be easier. You could just go get a room. Go get a room. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, Yeah, man. (laughs) You don't have to go into the abandoned mine shaft to fuck. It's so nuts. Like, the whole time for me, I was like, I could not get past that they had made this decision to take their girlfriends down into the mine. Terrible decision. And then, what's her name? What was it? Is it Paula? I don't know. I don't know. The red Hot girl number two. Hot girl with the red dress. (laughs) Where she's like, no, I can't leave him. And she's the one that's the most scared. And I was like, bitch, this was your idea. Yeah, this was your idea. This was your idea. You did this. You did this. It's your fault. Um, and so systematically throughout this party, people get keep getting picked off. And they keep saying, it's the dude from 20 years ago or whatever. He's right. back. He's back. Right. We kind of know it's not. Yeah, we kind of know it's not. And eventually, you're sort of left figuring out, like, who among these dudes. Right. And I have to say that that there was a moment where I thought it was off-brand with Rufus Sewell. Okay. Like there was a time when I thought it was him, but then it became clear that it can was I, him. Can I spoil the... the sure. Okay, so in the... Okay, are we allowed to spoil this yeah. one? Yeah. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't it's even matter. It's Axel in this one. Yeah. The twist in the 2009 remake uh-huh. is it is off-brand Rufus Sewell. Oh, okay. And it's really weird. They do a thing in, in the... The the old one, the 81 movie is actually, for all of its weirdness, much clearer and a better told story. Uh-huh. The 2009, they take the love triangle, but they the kids are in high school when the shit goes down, and then it's 10 years or 13 years later or something, and Axel is now the town sheriff. Oh. And off-brand Rufus Sewell, who is the, one of the kids on Supernatural, um, he comes back. And it's so it's he's been gone. Nobody knows where. Uh-huh. And and you're sort of set up to believe, especially I think if you've seen the original, you're set up to believe it's Axel the whole time. Right. That's played by Kerr Smith of Dawson's Creek fame because he's a total fucking dick uh-huh. to Sarah. They're married in this one. But in the end, they pull a weird, like, Eyes of Laura Mars twist. Oh. And it's been off-brand Rufus Sewell, who's Jensen Hack- Ackles. I don't know if these teenagers. Um... It's been him all along. He's been seeing the killer, but he's been the killer. Oh, and so that's sort of the flip that they the do in the, in the new in the newer one, the 2009 one. These new actors and their names. Yeah. Like, I can't remember. It's like... It, it all blends. All these like, weird um, names, like Dakota Mountainside. Yeah. Or like <laughs> Montana Gold. Montana or Gold. Uh, these are porn names. They right? are porn names, but they do have them. It's you know some of my students at Booker T. I'm like, really? That's your name? Oh. Um, so the eighty, the original, good, some good kills. Some good kills. Creepy I, I have to say, killer. like, I wish they had shown it more. And in the original uncut version, they do show it. The I wish I had seen the the shower kill, like, because you yeah, can see dude. from the side what happens. And that, I mean, that pretty, I feel like it would have been, like, too, very brutal to see full front, but... A, like, a solid slasher kill. And there are a yeah. couple sort of, like, I, I guess, iconic, I don't know, iconic moments in the original that they use in the remake, even though the story is very different. Um, the, the, the suits hanging, well, yeah. that, that is creepy. That was creepy. And I don't, I guess that's a thing in... Mines I guess or something. You, you have to hang up your 
the, your the, pants like or all your the gear yeah the gear something. you don't i guess cuz you can't wear it out or something and so there's this room where it's just all of these minor suits hanging yeah. and it is fucking weird yeah or like maybe they have to clean them clean or them steam or something them, steam yeah. them or so, i don't know but that that is really creepy. and they use that in 2009 and that yeah. is the most effective scene in 2000 the 2009 one also the image of the killer when he's in his full gear with his pickaxe smashing the lights in the mine so it's just getting darker Oof. and darker i really like that yeah this the the original has do you agree that it's a weird ending oh my god it's so weird it's such a weird ending i'm, I'm not we're not going to say what the and ending is and then you the you texted me <laughs> The final song. Did you listen to the lyrics? Yes. It's so bizarre. The final. It's a sweet folk song. Yeah, but about the history of the town. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like so he weird. went down to the mine and he started. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, it's like a weird take on those, you know, storytelling. Yeah. Folk songs, songs you but know? it's about this town and the death and that the comes on and... Valentine's Day. It's so weird. Um, Side note, just for you people out there, if you go you to people. if you go to a bar and there is a creepy old bartender who continually tells you, don't have a party in the mine, fucking listen just to it. Just listen to him. <laughs> just listen yeah. to him. Come on. That 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 whole thing was also great where he was like, I'll show those kids or whatever. That was and it's one of those things, and this happens so often in horror movies. You and I talk about this a lot. You have seen what is happening. Why are you acting like he's the crazy one? I know. Clearly, I know. shit is going it's like down. Troll hunter, yes. where he's like, "Did you say trolls?" Like, yeah, motherfucker. Yes, look a motherfucking at, troll overturned my your car. car. Like, look. Uh, yeah. Um, so, so my takeaway, my big takeaway is, don't hire kids to work in the mines. <laughs> don't. It's bad. It's a right? bad thing. It's a bad thing. But if you are, then you need to write a sweet folk song <laughs> to. Uh, to accompany it yeah. at the end. And listen to the creepy bartender. Yeah, listen to the creepy bartender. Um, and also, don't boil your hot dogs. Don't, dude. That It is, again, and I'm not, I, I love I love all the Canadians I know. And both times I've been to Canada, it was lovely. To Canadians. But it is really. We've They're brought, obsessed. What is up with this boiling of the hot boiling dogs? boiling of hot dogs. It is also, we've said this too, and it's. A, you notice that after the thing happens. They continue to eat the hot dogs. They continue to eat the hot dogs, Christy. They found a boiled heart in it, and they're like, what? Oh, well. Oh, these kids. These kids. And then they just eat them. And it is always fascinating to me and fun when a Canadian movie is made specifically for Canada, Uh and then it eventually makes it to America. But it's not for, like, specifically for American release, when they're like, we're not hiding our accents at all, motherfuckers. No, no, they have some weird Nova (laughs) Scotia Yeah, some shit going on. Yeah. I also... Isa and I got a kick out of the the lady where all the girls go to buy their dresses for the dance. It's just called "Okay, Ladies Wear." It's like "Okay, Ladies Wear." You betcha. We've got good dresses here. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, So that's my bloody Valentine. My bloody Valentine. 1981, 2009. I'm not going to go into much. I already said some things about how they change it. The funny thing about the 2009 version Mm -hmm. is it's like in that weird moment like 10 years ago when everyone was really trying to make 3D happen and it's like sure it might work for like 
Avatar or some shit, but like right. not every movie needs, needs to, to be. be you texted me and I was like, do I have to watch no, it? No, you do not. And you were like, no, don't no. watch it. And like some of the 3D stuff is so, like, it's just now so. Now we're in 3D. Yeah, it's like so something bad. coming at you. Yes. So, okay, okay, wait a minute. So let's, let's touch upon this a little bit. So this is like My Bloody Valentine, uh-huh. right? So I can understand like in Jaws when a shark is swimming at sure. you. Or like there's a severed leg floating towards yes. you. Like, I get it. So what was it in My Bloody Valentine it's that like was... the pickaxe. Oh, the pickaxe. But then, that's okay. But then sometimes it's just weird shit. Like, here's this glass of Coke, Christy. <laughs> and it's like reminiscent of like early 80s 3D where they just haven't figured out. And I know now like every movie and that's a whole different <laughs> thing. It's just like they just haven't figured it out. Also, I will say this, and I am, I'm no prude. The 2009 version has one of the most gratuitous sex scenes I have ever seen in a movie. Um, And then... Like, uncomfortable? Uncomfortable. It has nothing to do with the plot. Like, we could have just caught them at the end. And then the woman who is in the sex scene is full-on, full-naked for a solid, like, five minutes while being like chased that. by the killer. And it's really uncomfortable. I don't like that. Like, I don't like, and I'm not a prude either, but I don't like it when, oddly, I don't like when nudity is sexualized. It, when it has nothing to do with and It's so, it was so off-putting. Yeah. Um, and I get, like, sex scenes in horror movies, whatever, but yeah. this was so beyond and then she just had to run around naked for like five minutes while being chased that's Um, terrible so you can yeah i would watch i would suggest watching the original over the remake just because at least yeah the original is one of those where again you don't have to no you can watch it with a group of friends and have fun classic 80s slasher right um cool yeah the next one we did is 2001. Uh Uh-huh. Valentine. Valentine. And this is at the height of, like, the whole WB... Yes. ...kind of, like, uh, sensibility and aesthetic. Yes. It stars uh, Denise Richards. Denise Richards. At her most Denise Richards. Yes, at her most Denise Richards. Um, Uh, David... Boreanis Boreanis from Buffy slash Angel. Angel on Buffy. Anna Faris is in it. Um, and... Uh, Catherine Heigl takes on essentially the Drew Barrymore. Yeah, man, but like I, it's like Catherine Heigl's nobody. No, especially then I was. She was on Roswell, um, and right. so this is this is Valentine to me is what happens when there have not like there was Scream. Right. And then all of its iterations, and right. then this is sort of the end. Right. Um, right. It's like if Scream were Led Zeppelin, we've now gotten to like the shittiest hair band you can think of, right. whoever that might be in your mind. Poison. Yeah. Or White Snake. Or, yeah. Just or like something we've like gone that. like down. This is there was an awesome thing. Then there were some things that weren't quite as good, but still fun. Right. And now we're like. What are we even doing? Right. And Valentine clearly tries to sort of bank on that, like, we got Katherine Heigl, and you're like, wait, who? Right. Because this is well before 
before gross, she before whatever she, she was be, on. I don't know, but she's also terrible. She's so, she, I mean, she's terrible. She's so bad. You know, and and the the so the bad. fortunate thing about Katherine Heigl in this movie because I, I I didn't know she was in it. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was David Boreanaz, but I can't say his name. Boreanaz. Boreanaz. <laughs> And Denise Richards. And I'm like, I kind of love Denise Richards in Attraction. Oh, I do too. And so I was like, yeah, we'll watch this. And then the movie opens and the whole first scene is Katherine Heigl. And I was On a like, date. oh, God. I was yeah. like, is this, it's her. And then I realized what was happening. I was like, oh, she's going to get killed first. Yeah, she's the, the, the yeah. she's there, she's Drew the, Barrymore. She's the Janet, the, 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 Janet the, Lee. the Janet Lee, Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Uh, figure. And I was like, oh, well, at, at least, least she's dead. Thank God. Now she's dead. And so Valentine... This is, again, it's funny, like, we have another movie that's like, and I guess this is pretty common, right, in horror movies, some shit happened a long time ago. A long ago, time ago. And now it's coming home. At a middle Jerusalem. school dance. At a middle school so dance. So, here was, a, you texted me a question, and we, we kind of texted back and forth about this movie, and I, first, I had texted you, because I saw it before you did, and I said, called it. I yes, called it, yes. I called it. And then I asked you, all right, do you like it when you can call it, or does it ruin the movie for you when you can call it? That's a really good question. And um, it's when we're talking about calling it, it's like we figuring out who the murderer is. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes, like, it's, you know, I think it's fun, like, oh, I called it, but I actually now, when I. When something surprises me, it's way more exciting to me. Like, we watched a really cool French... We were both watching this French crime drama called Le Forêt, The Forest. Uh And we both called it in the first episode. Right. Still a good show. We both called Broadchurch in the first episode where people don't believe us. But I'm like, no, we did. We did. Because there's there's sort of a formula. Yeah, and there are are steps. Yeah, there there are are certain things like this. Oh, clearly this is... But then I just watched another French show uh, called The Mantis, La Mente, and I it I literally did not figure it out until the second to last episode, mm-hmm. and that was exciting for me because sometimes it gets a if you, you know, know it, it, it just kind of gets I a know, little. And it's like it's it's not that we're like great detectives, no, although we could we could be, be. but. It's if you watch enough, yeah. you you go you you understand the sequence of like how shots get cut together and right. storytelling, and like a lot of times there'll be a big question asked right in mm-hmm. a scene, and the answer is given to you in the quick cut to the next scene, uh-huh. right? Yeah. But if you're not paying attention or if you don't know if, to look out, yeah, for if that, you're not it, you might miss it. You might miss it. And there's but also- it's like somebody goes. Oh, I wonder who the killer is. And then that's the end of that scene, and we go to a scene of somebody sitting there eat, drinking coffee, and right. it looks like it's completely unrelated. But it's not. But they're basically saying, this, this is, is the, the killer. killer. And right? you can even see ways that like writers and, and filmmakers are trying to hide who it right. is. And part of that is, like, it's just that we watch this shit all the time. It mm-hmm. makes my wife crazy um, if I say it out loud, so I'm not allowed to... I try to not do that yeah. anymore, because it makes her mad. Um, but, yeah. This one doesn't even seem that hard to no. call. And, no, it doesn't. And there was like one. There was at one point where okay, so this is where I have you know a bone to pick, because again, it's like these middle school kids, yeah, right. And we, you texted me the question. It's like, are you still close to people right. that you went to? Because so, we started at a middle school dance, and there's this one awkward little boy who sort of gets tormented by. Everybody. Everybody. Like, he, he keeps going to this to these girls and says, will you dance with me? And he's got, like, buck teeth. And right. Poor it's just, baby. Like, and awkward just little, like, an awkward little middle, middle school, school kid. boy. And all the little girls are like, I'll never dance with you. Me, right. Me, me, me. Except 
who who does he end up dancing with? He ends up dancing with the fat girl. Right. Like there's a little fat girl. And they make it a point. The like they call, they make, make fun of her for they being fat. They make it a point that she's fat and no one's dancing with her. And so she goes, okay. So she dances with like the, they call him perv. Yeah. And she dances with a perp. And then it cuts to a little bit later in the evening. And they're making out. Under, under the, the bleachers. bleachers. And then all these other boys come over and they call her hippo. Right. And they're like, hippo's making out, out with perv and blah, blah. And then the little girl, and she's totally wrong for doing this. But she panics. She panics and she goes, he attacked me. Blah, uh-huh. blah, blah. So then the other fucking Richard Spencer boys. Yes. They beat up and strip him down to his underwear strip him down to his underwear in front of everybody beat him up humiliate him pour punch on him in a but it's clearly an homage to Carrie like right, he has right. looks like his yeah and the little girl never comes clean clean and then we fast forward to however many years later postgraduate school yeah yeah because like, like they're one of them's in med school one of them's so. in med school so it has to be like post Right. Yeah. They're in their well into their twenties. In their twenties, and apparently these five girls. And they're all still best friends. They're all still best friends. It's so strange. From middle school. It's so strange. <laughs> From middle school, and they all have their lives. Uh huh. And Catherine Heigl's one of them, and she's the first one to die. And and the girl that everybody called Hippo, right? Right. Is played by oh, what's her name? Something Capshaw. She's Kate Capshaw's daughter. Kate Capshaw's yeah. daughter. Um, she's super rich. They super all super rich. And she's not fat anymore. No, like she's, she's super pretty. She's super pretty. And they she, all seem to be very, like, just pretty, and they have money and whatever, and right. they don't it's really that, know what it's, they do. It's that but, movie. Yeah. It's that yeah. kind of movie. And one of them, our, our final girl, is uh, she's the nice one. She's yeah. the popular one. Mm-hmm. And she's... Uh, um, I can't remember the name of the actress. I don't either, um, but she's dating... Marley, Marley Shelton. She's dating... Off and on with Boreanaz, right? right? And um, Denise Richards is the spoiled, slutty one. Who even the cop tries to fuck? It's like, so what weird. was that? What was that about? So basically, Heigl gets killed. Mm-hmm. They're all at, they all go to her funeral because this is this group of friends. Right. This they start receiving these, these val- valentines. Super creepy valentines. Super creepy like, valentines. Roses that- are red, violets are blue. They'll need dental records to identify you. I yeah. was like, that's pretty solid. That's pretty solid. <laughs> and they, they have like it's like little Victorian valentines where uh-huh. it's like you move like a little paper doll thingy. It's like a pop up book. Uh-huh. And the the Valentine lady gets her throat slashed. It was kind of cute actually. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. One of the actual, I thought, more clever things in the movie. Right. And so they all start getting these notes, and they're signed with Jam. The Jam, with, which is the initials of Perv from yeah, when he was Jeremy a little kid. Yeah, Jeremy Melton. Okay. Or something Yeah, like that. that sounds right. And so the cop is like, we got to find him, blah, blah, blah. And, and the whole time also, like, the, the first guy that we see Katherine Heigl with dating, his name's Jason. He refers to himself in the third person. He refers to himself as Jason, and he's, like, real creepy. Uh-huh. And they lead you to believe they, they that that this could be mm-hmm. that guy. But you know it's not that you guy. You know it's not that guy. You know it. You're smart, and, and you know it's like, not that there's, guy. like, a weird art show. Yeah, dude. Talk about the so, art show. So one of them's dating this artist, which is weird. I don't know any artists like that. No. It's got to be only in LA. And I don't want to go off on a weird thing. So the actor's name is Johnny Whitworth. I don't know Johnny. I'm not going to pretend to know Johnny. But Johnny lived in Plano. Oh. When I lived in Plano. Okay. And he 
was on Seventeen. Ma- He's a very good-looking kid. He sure, was on yeah. Seventeen magazine when we were all teenagers, uh-huh. and so every girl we knew in every high school in Plano was in love with this kid. So I fucking hate Johnny Whitworth. Yeah, <laughs> I've like, never met him. Was he like what? Would, what was like? He did ended they do up a feature on him. M- in 17, yes, or? in Seventeen, he was a model, oh, he was and then model. he got cast on in Empire Records. Oh, and okay. I am sure he is a lovely human being, but for like half of my life, I've just been like this motherfucker. <laughs> So I saw him and I was like, God damn it. And then Aspen was like, dude, that was like 30 years ago. Let it go. He's probably pretty nice. Anyway, but he's like the weird douchebag artist. artist. So weird. And so one of them's dating him. And so they they basically introduce us to multiple guys Uh that are dating these women that we think could could be. Yeah, the killer. The killer. Now, I will say this. This movie, I think this movie is a mess. I will come yeah, out and I say that. Yeah, I do too. I think it's a mess. And as it well. is. I know we always are like, kids, don't be mad when things that are older are, aren't paced the same. This is not this that. This is not that. You can be mad at this. Yeah, this is just horrifically right. paced. And it, it, it's horrifically paced. And the the thing that 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 pisses me off about it is that they they how do okay so at some point they make you believe that it is the fat girl yes that is the killer is the killer because she's fat and she's she's and, still and, mad and about she's still mad because she's the fat girl and that all of her friends like the other one they're of mad. the popular one one's the pretty one one's the the smart one but she's always going to be the fat one right. and i was like girl you look good and yeah. you have a shit ton of money what the fuck do you care? And you're not fat. Right. Like, and you're dating this, like, A yoga instructor. Yeah. yeah, like... It's what, really what strange. Does, what does any of this matter to you anymore? Right. And the thing is, is that I know it's for the movie, but I'm like, it just makes no sense. It makes it no makes sense. It makes no sense. And you want to talk... So, like, we were talking about... I watched this with Aspen. She sort of half-watched it last night. Mm-hmm. Um, the... This this goes beyond like the not listening to the bartender telling you not to have the party in mind. Right. Their friends like their friend their best friend just got murdered. Yeah. They've all started receiving like fucked up Valentine's right. gifts. They are so nonchalant about this shit. Yeah. Like the cop who also is creepy and fucking weird and tries to get Denise, With Denise Richards. Richards. Yeah. And I'm like, dude. She is she so is out of your so league. So out of your league. That's <laughs> never going to happen. walk away, man. It's never going to happen. Um, but, like, he, beyond that, is, like, doing normal cop shit. And they're like, oh, basically, like, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Like, they don't give him information. No! <laughs> they don't... They, you know, when when this when Anna, the Anna Ferris character disappears... I mean, and I, I do have to say that the, the kills are good. Like, the some kills, of the are, kills good. are great. And I actually liked the... My favorite thing about the movie, actually, is I think... The killer wears a Cupid mask. Uh-huh. I actually think that mask is fucking creepy. It's fucking creepy. And I did like the beginning sequence with Katherine Heigl. I did. Me too. I, I, the little switch of the corpse was like super, super, yeah. super good. Yeah. I mean, um, and, and I love like, a, like she has to hide, she hides in a body bag. Right. Like that's, that's man, that's some good it's, shit. It's great. But when the Anna Ferris character disappears, like they kill her in the stairwell of the art gallery, and she falls down the stair the stairwell thing in, and lands in the dumpster, uh-huh. right? And then the cop is like, "So where's your friend Shelly or whatever?" And they're all like, "She went out of town." They know she's missing. Like they haven't seen her. They know. Right. No one's heard from her. Nobody's heard from her, and they they. 
they just kind of like yeah she's and then they're like we're gonna have a valentine's day party also the other thing to me about was like like these are adults like we already talked about mm-hmm. they're not in college they're mm-hmm. already adults and their party is very juvenile oh my god like, the party is so Juvenile. juvenile yeah it was very strange and like, i'm like let's go make out in her parents bedroom right and i'm like they're not only adults like they all seem i like and yeah the the capshaw girl she's like she still lives like her father is loaded so right. she lives at her father's fucking mansion. estate right. mansion or whatever cool i got no problem with that seems like she has her own wing of the house like they're not just adults they all seem to be like doing well like Right. They think the other girl is in L.A. because she has to travel for business. Right. Like, oh, whoa, sorry, you y'all. so excited I got crazy. I got crazy. The party. The, so, yeah, their party all of a sudden feels like they're in... I mean, Boreanis is a reporter. He covers the San Francisco yeah. Giants. He's a sports reporter. Yeah, like they have jobs. Like real they're, jobs. They're not children. They go to art openings. Right. At and galleries. Like just the behavior... It's very strange. It's very, very, and very strange. And then I strange. do love that, like, for no fucking reason, we're like, well, we have Denise Richards. We should probably get her in a bikini in a hot tub. Yeah. For no for reason. For no reason. During the party. <laughs> yeah. She just yeah. goes to hang out in her hot in a hot tub. Yeah. It's so crazy. <laughs> the other thing I was going to say was, like, you know, at the beginning, Heigl, she, she leaves her date because he turns out to be a dick. And she's like, I've got to do homework anyway. It's this. Also, this, this, the fashions are so late nineties. Oh it's man, so incredibly yeah. late nineties. Um, and she's good. Like, who does an autopsy in a muscle shirt? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I man. was like, wait, she's doing like her homework. She's about to cut. She's gonna cut a corpse, a cadaver, but she's wearing her good pants. Yeah, and just she stripped down to her muscle shirt. Yeah, it's so. It. Oh god, I dude. Was like the oh. the late. The late '90s, early aughts crossover is is just such a weird fucking thing, right? Fashion wise, right? And like, again, you said like it has like we're at the height of sort of the WB thing, yeah. And so it's almost like I think the problem with like Valentine and some of these other movies that are like the descendants of Scream, and I don't even mean I know what you did last summer. Because I know what you did last summer still clings to a lot of what Scream did. Right. It's like they thought the key, the thing that made Scream Scream was getting, like, TV stars. Right. And didn't understand what made Scream... What, what, what made Scream Brilliant, scream. you know? Right. And so it has none of, like, the self-awareness, but it's also not just, like, a good classic slasher movie. No. Because there's really no rhyme or reason, like... All of a sudden, he's. I know he's dressed as Cupid or whatever. So like, we have one scene where he shoots arrows. Right. Sometimes he kills with like. But it doesn't like, and the only thing that ties back to the to the party when they were in middle school is that it was a Valentine's Day party. Uh huh. And there's, I don't know if you noticed, but there's one, one random kid, kid with a wearing a Cupid mask. Yeah. But that's, that's the it. only thing that ties in. In and so, after watching. Both my my bloody val my bloody is Valentine, um, <laughs> and this, uh, I feel that this holiday deserves something more. more. And I don't want to not look. The original My Bloody Valentine is 1981. It's its own like it is right. a B slasher, right? And like whoever had access to a mine 
Good I'm, on you. I'm sure Good that's what it was. Yeah. I'm sure that's what it was like, oh, there's this old abandoned mine. Sure. Like what if, a great place to shoot a movie. Like, if you owned a creepy warehouse, you oh, and I would be like, well, we're setting this horror movie in a creepy in warehouse. In a creepy warehouse. Yeah. Right. So, like, I don't want to totally knock it, but, like, there's something to me that can be mined from Valentine's Day itself. Like, what it represents and sort of, like, how gross it can be. Right. That could be exploited for a horror movie that that neither of these neither none of these movies that neither do. of these do well i think you have your next assignment. i think that's it like because like you said assignment. it just sort of this one is like it just kind of is like oh it's a valentine's party right but it doesn't like attack like i don't know you could attack sort of the like gross commercialization of that mm-hmm. also kind of i mean i valentine's day whatever like i i have no problem with i mean we're gonna go eat italian food it'll be delicious i don't care um but the like almost the alienation that that holiday can make some right. people feel and it's almost designed to do that right there to me like there is stuff if you're going to set a thing like the movie April Fool's Day mm-hmm. for all of its weird early days I, love, that I love April Fool's Day and it is specifically draws on the things about April Fool's Day right right um you never the whole catch of that movie is you don't ever know if you're being if a character and the audience is being pranked or if this is really happening like it plays on right this is like just Valentine's Day is like, yeah, they have a party. Right. That could be any, you could just call it Saturday. Like, right. I mean, <laughs> like, I don't, you know? Yeah. So that that's kind of where I'm at on yeah. this. Um, I agree. I demand better Valentine's Day movies. Yes. So get out there and make and, a Valentine's make a Day Valentine's horror movie. Day horror movie. Or, or maybe, we'll do it. Yeah, maybe yeah. we just need to do a little bit more research or something. Something, yeah. I don't know. Something. Yeah, if there is another one out there that we have missed that's better I, I you know mm-hmm. um, and it's like it's funny because My Bloody Valentine is also like the name of one of my favorite bands yeah and so I am fascinated because uh, it's like an, they're an incredible shoegaze band from the 80s and I 90s I love that term um, but the lead singer the guy or the front man who named the band it's an Irish guy says he has he had no idea he formed they named the band in 83 and he said he had no idea that there was this Canadian movie which I take him at his word but I'm fascinated by wow. like why this term it's it's just like I guess a play on my funny valentine I guess and... but I mean it's like my bloody valentine yes I, I I feel like that's an easy that's an easy switch for like a horror movie, mm-hmm. right? So my funny Valentine, whatever. My whatever, bloody Valentine. My bloody Valentine. Yeah. So, but the for naming of a band just to come out of the ether seems so, so strange to so, me. And I know I have, I've totally I a, gone off now. I have but. a student who uh, who is you know he's a teenager, um, and when I posted the thing on Facebook of like this is what we're going to be watching, he thought. He was like the band, the band, and I was like, I am so, so disappointed in you. And you, young you man, have, you have much to learn, Grasshopper. Um, yeah, but it is weird, and I, I am. This is a topic that has nothing to do with anything, but I'm always sort of fascinated, of like, if ideas arise out of the ether in two different places, and and it just happened. People just happen to have this idea at the same time. I don't know. I mean, there's like, you know, there's a word that exists for it. Zeitgeist. Yes. You know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, which literally means, what is it? Something ghost? Yes. I can't remember what the first part of it. 
but it's it's an idea that is suddenly pervasive everywhere and nobody quite knows, knows where it came where from it came from yeah and i'm always fascinated by how those types so of things happen and it's even there's like we're wow we are not we, talking about we, valentine's yeah. day at all but there are even like patent laws mm -hmm. at least in the states i don't know about in europe but like there are patent laws that um basically accept that so say you come up with something mm -hmm. and i come up with something very similar at the same time there are like laws in patent law basically saying it's not necessarily that one of us stole it from the other right sometimes people have the same fucking idea at the same time yeah and uh maybe i don't know well that's a whole other topic that's a whole other topic that we <laughs> when the movies aren't that great christy when you the gotta, movies talk, are, about you gotta talk about something it's like i said it's like i feel like i could talk about nothing but i also <laughs> have many questions well but no but it does kind of roll back into there were so many teen slashers yes. happening at the same, at the same time. time. And you even brought up when we did the burning that, you know, they they say they wrote that before Friday the 13th came out, which I absolutely mm -hmm. think could be true. And, right. And so it's just like there was a thing in, in, in the culture at the time. And then you see, I think because of Scream... The rebirth of that in right. the 90s, which leads us to fucking Valentine. Right. And the snake has once again eaten itself. And it's like, okay, oh the genre, God. the subgenre is dead. It's dead. We have to move on and see if it'll be reborn. I knew a lady in Dallas, like, years and years ago who was, she was a, a like, a, I guess a writer and a, an actor, or, you know. Like, she was a creative person. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was suing Steven Spielberg. Oh, shit. Because Bold move. <laughs> she she claimed that she had come up that Steven Spielberg had stolen the logo for DreamWorks from her. Wow. And I was like, but you haven't done anything. Like you live in Oak Cliff and you haven't like you haven't done Where would he have seen this? Where those? would he have seen this logo? <laughs> also like a kid sitting on a moon is not a super far fetched right. Thing for right, somebody right. to think of, sure, right? But she was like, "I'm suing him. He stole the DreamWorks logo from me." Wow! And I was like, "Okay, okay, all right. that's that's nuts." So crazy. I love that we came up with Hydrox of, of Rufus Sewell, <laughs> and I, I kept laughing. Like you were talking, and I was laughing so hard under my breath because many years ago. Now we're gonna go really. Yeah, off. why not? Do you remember Minyard's food store? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So Minyard's had their generic brand of oh, okay. food and they had an off brand um what's hamburger helper uh-huh that was called it was called pan burger partner <laughs> <laughs> so the off brand of hamburger helper is pan burger, is pan burger partner, partner and so when you said the hydrox of rufus sewell <laughs> all i wanted to say was the pan burger partner partner of rufus <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, y'all. Happy Valentine's Day, y'all. Be our Valentine and go review us and, and give us a good review on iTunes and all those places. And we'll we'll talk to you later. Thank you, Jim John. and um, Go listen to my Bloody Valentine's album, Loveless. It's incredible. It's incredible. All right. Bye. Talk to you next week.